what you want, when you want it, where you want it. This is The Mesh. Gentlemen, welcome to episode 60, volume 4 of a special COVID-free edition of Big Fan. My name is Chad East and I am not a big fan of gas shortages. For God's sakes, first COVID, now this, Hank. Second, Jennifer Lopez, aka J-Lo's relationships history. Seriously, J-Lo, can you go 24 hours without having a boyfriend? Dude, what's wrong with you? And last but not least, golf tournaments when the winning team shoots 19 under par. I mean, this is, I've been in three tournaments in the last month, Hank. The winning team, 19 under par. That doesn't even sound real. You can't shoot 19 under par. And the amazing thing is, the team that has done this has been the same team the last three tournaments. Winning score, 19 under par. I call shenanigans. Well, away. I call poor loser. I call poor loser because I call Chad East was number two or three, possibly four in those tournaments, and hates losing to anybody. Yeah, true. So, hey, guess what, Chad? There's other people out there that are better than you, no, and they're going to continue to be better than you. I do you, not so. believe that. I do not believe that. Good luck. Well, I'm sad that you're not a big fan of anything because I am a huge fan this week of deciding that all of baseball season, you're not going to go to bed early. All right. Fake celebrity challenging real boxers to matches in the anticipation of them getting their face beat in. And then thinking your son's fifth grade math is going to stump you. And then remembering everything that Miss Creaseman taught you in elementary school. <laughs> Look at the big brain on Hank. I bet you felt so <laughs> proud when you were able to do that short division quickly and correctly. Dude, is that what happened? Dude, I, I can tell you right now. He came at me with a problem, and I thought, ooh, 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 this isn't going to be good. <laughs> and uh, I just, you know, racked my brain, and all of a sudden, he, I was Confucius. You know, <laughs> I, I knew everything. Oh, wow. I, knew, I had a moment of clarity. Good for you, man. I'm sure your son was very proud, as uh, you were very proud of yourself. Now, let's start here, Hank. So you've heard of the gas shortages sweeping the nation. I mean, overtaking yes. the nation. It's yes. uh, it's chaotic. It's crazy. You know what's going on out there. Tell me, were you one of the guys or gals when you heard about the potential gas shortage? You hurried out to the gas station to fill her up, just like you would have done with toilet paper and, um, you know, what was the other stuff? Antibacterial soap back when COVID started. Were you one of those guys? Or you said, you know what? It's gonna be cool. I'm just gonna lay low, and everything's gonna work out. Well, Chad, I don't know why you'd run out and go get gas when all these gas stations are going to have more gas come Thursday. And everybody that ran out yesterday to fill up their cars are not going to be at the gas stations. So, no, I did not go out and grab anything, like exceptional amount of gas. I right. didn't go get my, my gas cans from my house and go get those filled up. I didn't do any of that because you know why? There's going to be gas here and it'll be here on Thursday. Actually, gas is actually here today. On my way into my my home today, I, I, I was just driving by. There were gas tank, gas trucks 
at many of the big uh, gas stations around town. So they're all getting filled up. Everything is going to be just fine, Hank. So, you know, if you had a weekend trip planned, which we did, we do to Wilmington for a soccer tournament, the Wilmington tournament sent out an email yesterday that they were thinking about canceling the tournament because of the gas shortage. Thank goodness, though, they were going to make the decision tomorrow. So everything should be a okay, and we'll be able to make it down to our ga- or to our soccer tournament in Wilmington. But just just do think about this: if the gas shortage was an issue, and you drive all the way to Wilmington and you play to your tournament, and it's nine thirty at night on Sunday, and you just finished the last game, you got five hour trip ahead of you, and you go to the gas station, and there was no gas left, that would suck. What would you do? I guess you'd have to spend the night I'd- in the car. I'd hang out the beach one more night. I mean, my gosh, what are we worried about here, Chad? Let's make an adventure. Yeah, okay, let's of, let's treat life like an adventure. And some of us have to work on Mondays for a living. Some of us aren't graced by coming in Tuesday at noon, like uh, you know some real estate executives that I know. We have to go into it's the working office smarter, not harder, Chad. It's working <laughs> smarter, not harder. Okay, I'm not going to apologize for this, and you shouldn't either. I just hope that you get on the bandwagon one day and you realize that there's a better way to do your job. And I figured out a good way to do mine. Well, okay. congratulations. Congratulations. Thank you. I hope the success continues for you and your in your real estate career. Hank, someone whose career just seems to be plummeting as we speak is J-Lo. I mentioned her, her in my intro. So she and A-Rod, they just split up. Within 24 hours, J-Lo is spotted at this concert with Ben Affleck. You know, they used to be an item. They used to be called Benifer. Now they split A-Rod. They get J-Lo gets with A-Rod. J-Lo and A-Rod split. Now she's back being Benifer with Ben Affleck. Can the girl go 24 hours, just 24 hours without a dude around? Go to the beach with your girlfriends for a week. Spend some time with your kids. Go to a movie by yourself. Do what you got to do, but you don't always have to have a dude around. What is J Lo's issue, bro? What is her issue? Well, you know, well, I, obviously she's got a self confidence issue. I feel like she's just, you know, she's got to f- feel love from somewhere. Yeah. Show me love, show there me love, is. and there that's is. exactly what she's doing. But you know what's so funny when celebrities do this? I think it's hilarious that you'll have J Lo and she'll be like, she she went from I, I can't remember all her boyfriends. I mean, there's been so many. Oh, there's so tons. many. Yeah, but they go they they, they started going like click 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 and they're going up this mountaintop and you're like oh he's more successful right. oh he's better looking oh he's you know a better you know a better choice right but, but then there comes this time where that it goes over the summit and it starts <laughs> coming downhill right and i think ben affleck in his dragon back tattoo and his baggage that he brings along with it he they are no longer at the summit they are screaming down the hill of this roller coaster ride. And J-Lo, it's much like Halle Berry. It's much like um, every, you know, the, the individuals that cannot seem to keep a man in their life or woman in their life. Something has to be terribly wrong. Cool. Terribly wrong. Because is she not a, very attractive? She's gorgeous. Gorgeous. Very successful. Very Look, successful. Top 10 successful women in the world right now. Yes. Right. Okay. So with those two qualities, if she is the least bit reasonable to be around, the least bit, I'm not saying she's got to be Wonder Woman. I'm saying you can tolerate more from a successful, attractive, you know, right? 
Uh-uh. She must be a dumpster fire. Absolutely. Hank, I just found the list of her husbands and fiancés over the last 15 years or 20 years, let's say. So she married very over, young. Go to what? Over under, over under eight? Eight or ten? Right at the number, brother. Eight. Very nicely done, mm-hmm. sir. She was married in 1997. She was very, very young to this guy. His name was Ojani Noah. Don't know him, right? So maybe he was just an ordinary Joe. Maybe just an ordinary cat from the Bronx. They fell in love. She's making her way up the corporate ladder or the, you know, the, the acting actress singer ladder. And she, you know how long that one lasted, brother? Eight months. Uh, eight months. Seven months. Let's, let's give it eight months. And then she's on to the next one. All right. So who does she run into next? Well, my man, your man, Diddy. P. Diddy was next on the list. So she moves in with P. Diddy. They were the power couple from 1999 until 2001. She dumps Diddy and moves on to a backup dancer named Chris Judd. Do you remember Chris Judd? Oh, yeah. Yeah, she married him for two years. And, you know, maybe he wasn't high enough stature-wise, as you mentioned earlier. So she dumps him quickly. Boom, that's when she gets with Ben Affleck, right? So she's with Ben Affleck right after that. This say the time was November 2002. Uh, Ben Affleck got her this $5 million ring. They were supposed to get married. They call off the engagement. Boom. Who's next? We go to Mark Anthony, the Latino singer singer who's world-renowned, you know, as a uh, performer and all that good stuff, they had they're married ten years. She stuck around for ten years. They had a couple kids, kicked him to the curb, and then married another or dated another dancer, Casper Smart, seventeen years old, seventeen years younger than Miss J Lo. That lasts for about two years. Then on to Drake. She had a little time with Drake in the year of two thousand sixteen. Yes, pretty. God, I hey. guess it was. Guess what? Guess what? She's going over the summit. The the summit. Now she's she's crescendoing down. And now back, and then with A-Rod. Now A-Rod's out of the picture, and now back with Ben Affleck. Supposedly, no, no, nothing confirmed, but just a sighting at this last concert last weekend. But anyway, J-Lo, let's get it together, man. Spend a little time by yourself. Look in the mirror. You know, look in the mirror. Just walk around the, your neighborhood by yourself. Spend a little time solo. Find the love within. You don't have to find it, you know, on the you cover th- of People magazine. Go ahead. You know what I think is happening? You you opened up something very important right there. When Ben Affleck was engaged to her, they did not get married. They were engaged. They were engaged, correct? yes. When they were engaged, he gave her a $5 million ring. Something like that. Yes, it was very expensive. Right? Yes. Okay, $5 million ring. There comes some time restrictions with that or or expectations with that. Maybe he's coming back for lost time. He's still got $3 million on the ring. <laughs> he's like, we should be together. We, I still got three. I'm still paying on three of them. <laughs> right. I might as well be with you. Yes. Or he could right. be, yeah, his plan could be, let's get together. I'll sneak into her jewelry box when she's asleep. I'll grab that ring and I'll get the hell out of Dodge. And then I'll feel better about myself. You know, I got the ring back, oh. you know? 
you know one of those backup singers already pawned that thing. <laughs> you, you know, Mark and Anthony didn't need the money. Drake didn't need the money. But you know one of those backup dancers, they sure as heck came after it. Casper Smart. Yeah, I'm thinking Casper Smart, the second dancer. That thing got stolen and pawned quickly. J-Lo, I don't know what happened to the ring. I have no idea. Casper, you know, he turned it into like, you know, a big, big diamond necklace or something. Yeah, he bedazzled some of his dancing pants. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. Well, anyway, J-Lo, good luck, man. You can find love within your heart. You know, it doesn't have to be found elsewhere. Love you, girl. Love you. Yep. I, um, I, I do think, I do, have, I do have a problem with Anthony staying with her for 10 years. That tells me a whole lot about that guy. That tells me that he has no backbone. Right. And that all these other guys, these guys probably saw him in my in year five and were like, dude, what are you still doing there? Right. Even the dancers couldn't hang out. <laughs> the dancers only made it eight months. They have Mark Anthony in there a decade. What is wrong with you, brother? Come on. You're better Golly. than that. Um, Hank, last week or two weeks ago, I know you're a big Star Wars dude. And so there was, you know, May 4th, is, they call it May the 4th be with you. Have you heard about all this stuff, the Star Wars, May the 4th yeah. be with you? Yep. So anyway, I was in a conversation with the dude, and we were having a drink or two. And he was like, yes or no, C three, just random Star Wars questions he was asking. Random Star Wars questions, C-3PO, A, B, or C. Was C-3PO all gold? Was C-3PO silver, or was he a mixture of gold and silver? And I was like, Psh. The dude was all gold. I mean, there is no, no other color on his body. It's all gold. And he was like, you want to bet a beer on it? I was like, I'll bet you five beers. Anyway, you know, Chad's big mouth, da 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 Well, anyway, he shows me a picture. C-3PO actually had a silver leg, Hank. All gold with the silver leg. Did you know this, first of all, is the question. I would have challenged him. Do you remember that day that they came out after the Ewok challenge and they shined him all up? And yes, they got him looking all perfect. Mm -hmm. I don't think he had that silver leg then. I, maybe we'll go back to the footage of that. But I did look it up. I and, did not know. Okay, thank I did you not good. know he had a silver leg. But how about the? What about the cordage on his stomach? You know, he had some wires sometimes that move around a little bit. And you can Red, see the yellow, wires yes, on his stomach. Good yep. point. Good point. Well, what this conversation led me to is going down this wormhole of events, and I ended up finding this thing called the Mandela effect, Hank. Now, I'm going to get just deep with you for about three minutes. Do you know what the Mandela effect is? Have you heard of this? I have not. The Mandela effect is basically remembering something that doesn't match with historical records. So in my mind, C-3PO was always gold, always gold. But when you go back and look at pictures of him, he's gold and silver. Okay, that's the Mandela effect remembering something that you know is to be true, but it actually doesn't match with really what happened in history. So I'm going down this rabbit hole of, of stuff, Hank, and there's actually, you know, this big thing called the Mandela effect. I'm going to give you a couple things that, uh, that, that demonstrate the Mandela effect. Do you remember when you were growing up, there was a peanut butter and it was called J I F, right? Jif, mm -hmm. right? Do you think there was another, was it, do you remember another one called Skippy? Skippy peanut yep. butter? Yep. Did you think there was a peanut butter called Jiffy? Jiffy. By chance. No. Okay. Well, I did. I always thought the peanut butter was Jiffy. Not Jiff. Not Skippy. But Jiffy. And so did 10 million other people. They thought the peanut butter was called Jiffy. Another example of the Mandela effect, Hank. You ready for one? 
when you were little sure. and you were in second grade and you were reading, you know, I knew you were a big reader. I mean, you're so intellectual. I mean, you could get the fifth grade math problems correct all the time. But there was a book called The Berenstein Bears. Do you remember The Berenstein mm-hmm. Bears? It's a nice little family. You know, they're just little country bears. Daddy wore a hat. He was a farmer. I want you to spell Berenstein Bears for me. Go ahead and spell it, Hank. B-E-A-R-S-T-E-I-N. That's what most people would say. The Bearstein Bears, it's S-T-E-I-N. No, no, Hank. It was always S-T-A-I-N. The Bearstein Bears. You don't remember it that way, Hank. You remember it, Bearstein Bears, correct? Correct. Yes. Hank, one couple more. Curious George. When you're thinking of Curious George on the cover of those books, did Curious George have a tail or not, Hank? No. That's right, but you did actually think he had a tail. You're just saying no because you knew that would be the right answer. He did not have a tail, Hank. I always no, I've watched a lot of Curious George. And you he did not have a tail. Wow. Maybe you don't fall under the Mandela effect like it's affected me over over my life. Well, listen, when you when you started explaining the Mandela effect, you really just started describing you. <laughs> I have an idea in my mind that I know is right, and regardless of what you say, you're wrong. So funny. so. Chad, you don't have to go out on a limb to sell me on the fact that you're you're highly engaged in this Mandela effect. Okay, we get it. Okay. We get it. We think you're right. You think you're right. We yes. Get it. Okay. I'm going to give you one more, and then I'll let the Mandela effect just just we'll, we'll move past it. But Fruit Loops, as a big eater as you are, and especially I know you loved your uh, fruit, your sugary cereals when you were little. There was a cereal called Fruit Loops. Do you remember Fruit Loops? Mm-hmm. It had a yep. can on the cover, on the box, ready, right? How do you yes, think sir. they spelled Fruit Loops on that cereal box? The word fruit. Let's focus on the word fruit. How did they spell it? Well, obviously, they did not spell it regular fruit. <laughs> obviously. But you so thought it, it... Go ahead. Continue. F-R-O-O-T. Exactly. But you would have remembered back it being F-R-U-I-T. Correct, Hank? Yes. 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 But the O's make perfect sense because of the shape of the that's there the you shape go. of the cereal. Bingo. That's why they did it that way. So I don't know if you can see this, Hank, but the Fruit Loops, exactly what you're saying, the double O makes the shape of the cereal. Last but not least, in Monopoly, you know the guy says the get out of jail free, you know the main dude with the top hat. What do you remember specifically about his face? Did he have a monocle? Did he have a mustache? I was going to say the monocle. Do you know? That's what I remember, too. He had a monocle. In real Monopoly, if we go back and look at it today, that dude has nothing on his. He has no eyewear whatsoever. I vividly remember him having a monocle. It doesn't exist, Hank. The Mandela effect has now touched you as well, Hank. (laughs) You're such an idiot. (laughs) (laughs) So anyway, ladies and gentlemen, research it. I feel the touch. I feel the touch. (laughs) The Mandela touch has has affected you. So anyway, guys, check out the Mandela effect. I just went down this wormhole about C3. Oh, Hank, I'll give you one more, one more, uh, one, two. When Darth Vader in Empire Strikes Back, Luke is barely hanging on. And, you know, Darth Vader utters those words that have become just world famous. Everybody knows them. What did he say when Hank uh, Luke is hanging on and he reaches out his hand and he says, you know what? I remember this scene? 
Yes. What does yes. he say? I know it's not going to be right because you're <laughs> you're putting me into the say it. Mandela say effect. What, say what you think. It's Luke, I am your father. Exactly. And I would say 99% of the population remember it being, Luke, I am your father. He does not say that, Hank. You know what he just says? He holds his we hand out. We are closely related. <laughs> I potentially could be your stepfather. No, he doesn't. You are going on Maury Povich with me to figure out if I am your father. Uh, what he simply utters is, he doesn't say Luke. He just says, I am your father. That's what he says. Now, who? no one remembers it that way. No hey, one. Hey, hey, What if, but would we not still be right? Like, what if when Luke fell off, he was like, Luke, like to catch him. And then a second goes by and he goes, <laughs> I am your father. So actually, truly, <laughs> okay, if you run it together, true. we're right. Okay, very good. How about no this Mandela one? effect? No, okay, anti-Mandela effect. All right, one more. So in Silence of the Lambs, you know, oh. so when Clarice actually meets, uh, whatever his name, Hannibal yeah. Lecter, right? And everybody thinks that he says, hello, Clarice, right? That's what everybody, hello, Clarice, just like that, very scary. What mm. do you think? So obviously that's not what he said in real life. That's what we believe he said. Guess what he said? Hello, special agent, <laughs> such and such. Not bad. Not a bad guess, Hank. He actually said, good morning, Clarice. That's what he <laughs> said. Good morning, Clarice. I think I should maybe be a, a voice actor. What do you think? I'm nailing these. I, I am nailing I these. I don't think so. I, I I think that you'd be terrible at it because I don't think you could remember what they'd say. And then you would argue with the director because of the Mandela effect. And you would say, this is what he should say because it's in my mind that he should say it. So voiceover work would not be reasonable for you. Pretty wonderful. Pretty wonderful. Hank, I'm going to give you one more. I just can't get enough of this Mandela effect. In the song, We Are the Champions by Queen, right? Do you remember, like, go back when you were little and you remember hearing it and, that, you know, the movie's come out recently, so you probably heard it again. We Are the Champions. Does he ever say, of the world? Do you think he says, yes. he does not ever end. say of the world? I thought, he's got to say of the world. I remember him saying that. But the Mandela effect says, he never said at the end of the song, he says it during the song. I'm talking about at the very end of the song, we are the champions of the world. He never says it at the end, Hank. So anyway. Are you trying to tell me that during the song he says it, and then just because it's not at the end of the song that he doesn't see it, that I'm wrong? You just ask me, does <laughs> Listen, he ever say okay. it in the song? Does he say of the world? I. You're starting to make, this Mandela thing is getting to your head. You're starting to make up rules here. It's making me go crazy, Hank. I mean, I can't sleep at night because of this Mandela thing. It's keeping me up at night, Hank. But- Anyway, it's at the end of the song. You would think he would say of the world, and he doesn't. So anyway, guys, check out the Mandela Effect. See if it affects you as much as it does Hank. And uh, you know, just try to sleep at night with all these things going on, going on in your head. Right, Hank? I think it affects you more than it does me, but you got to live with yourself every day. I can't, I can't imagine. Let me go on record here. I can't imagine the three ladies in your household having to deal with you with the Mandela Effect. It would be it would be just absolutely a nightmare. Everything that comes on television, I'll ask them. So 
Did that really happen? Did you see that? Or was it an augmented reality? Was it a reality maybe from a dimension that we were in, you know, you know, many centuries ago? Do you understand? Many Saturday nights ago. Maybe. Yes. Yes. All right, Hank. Well, thank you. Thank you for going down that path with me. I've got some breaking (laughs) news, breaking news. So as we're speaking today, Hank, we're coming to you live, 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 May the 12th. What day is this? This is the 11th. No, this is the 12th. This is the 12th. May the 12th, 4 o'clock in the afternoon. The Rock and Roll Hall of Fame new inductees, 2021 word. They were announced today. We talked about the nominees a couple weeks ago. Hank, I want to see if you can guess the six a Rock and Roll Hall of Fame new inductees that were introduced today. First of all, I'm going to give you the list of all of them, all the nominees, and you tell me who you think made it. All right, here we go. Iron Maiden nominee, Shaka Khan, Foo Fighters, Rage Against the Machine, Jay-Z, Mary J. Blige, The Go-Go's, Kate Bush, Devo, Dionne Warwick, Carol King, Tina Turner, Ton, Todd Rundgren, and the New York Dolls. So six of those nominees were introduced today, Hank. Give me the six that you think made it. Mm, Tina Turner, definitely. Tina Turner, okay. ding, ding, ding. She makes it. This is actually her second induction. She was inducted with Ike as well. So this is Tina Turner as a solo artist introduced to the uh, – Rock and Roll Hall of Fame today. Go ahead. Ike is in there. They've already they got put in like in the eighties. Ike and Tina. Yeah, so they're in, but Tina's in. She she got she made it twenty twenty one too. Solo career. So I, I'm trying to. I, I'm not looking at. I'm looking at the list. Okay. Yes, yes. I'm not looking at. I don't know who got in. Okay. But I would say Carol King got in. Carol King. Ding ding ding. Well-deserved. She created probably one of the top five albums of all time called Tapestry, which is just so great. Go back and listen to it if you get a chance. It's got just fantastic uh, number one hits all over it. So anyway, one of the best songwriters in all of the world, Carol King. She makes it. Class of 2021. Go ahead. Jay-Z's got to make it. Jay-Z makes it. Ding, ding, ding. Jay-Z makes it. Uh, you know, one of the most prolific uh, hip-hop artists of our time. He's in. I've got no qualms with uh, Tina, Carol King, or Jay-Z. Continue. Uh, the last one I feel pretty strong about would be the Foo Fighters. I think over the last 15, 20 years, those guys have been pretty incredible. So I'd imagine that they've, they're have they going to get inducted. Ding, ding, ding. Foo Fighters make it. So Dave Grohl inducted twice now as a member of Nirvana and now as a member of the Foo Fighters. And to me, the Foo Fighters, again, I'm not much up or I keep up much with the rock and roll music of today, but I really feel like the Foo Fighters are one of the last rock and roll bands to exist. A real rock and roll band. Foo Fighters, they, they make again. it. They make it. So you got so two more, two more out of that the, list. The next two are real foggy because I don't think, um, I don't know if I could tell you the other two because the Go-Go's and who else were the other ones? You got the Go-Go's, you got Iron Maiden, you got Shaka Khan, you got Todd Rundgren, you've got... I don't know uh, who Todd Rundgren is. Devo. Um, but that, but that's probably the guy that gets in. Um, I, the, I think Iron Maiden would probably be a staple, 
but I just don't know how his how Iron Maiden holds up against the other people, like the Go Go's or um, that other guy that you just said. Yeah, Todd Rundgren. So I know those four. I'm I, I, I feel comfortable about the other four. I don't feel comfortable about the other two. Got it. So you're you're right on it, brother. So the, Todd Rundgren, he does make it. He's been on as he's been a nominee for the past ten years, I think. And he wrote, "Hello, it's me." Remember that song? Dun, 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 dun. Anyway, it's a lovely oh, yeah. song. He wrote and he wrote many many songs like that. So I'm pretty happy that he's in. And last but not least, the Go Go's. I think uh, they also deserve to be in. I mean, they were at their at their height. They were massive. They had two humongous albums, and in the '80s, man, they were the band. You know, all the girls loved them. The dudes liked their music. So. Yeah, I think they deserve to be in. So that left Iron Maiden out and Rage Against the Machine. There was those were the two that I thought might have a shot to get in. Um, you know, but anyway, I can't say that the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame made any bad choices with those six new entries. Correct? Uh yeah, I you know, the Rage Against the Machine, I think they weren't in the game long enough as far as I'm concerned. I mean, they kind of cut, didn't their lead singer go down and do guerrilla warfare down in like South America or whatever. So, I mean, I I love their, I love rage, but like compared to the Foo Fighters, I mean, the Foo Fighters are, like you said, they're, they've been rock and roll. And, you know, one of the greatest interviews I've ever heard with in rock and roll is Dave Grohl when they were talking about, it was after um, Kurt Cobain killed himself and he Uh was, the Foo Fighters were kind of established. They'd have five, six years um, playing together. And and uh, Courtney Love had called him out and saying the only reason that the Foo Fighters are where they're at is because Dave Grohl was a drummer for Kurt Cobain. And Grohl had an interview and he said, listen, I am not taking away anything from Kurt Cobain because he was a great, you know, he was a great musician and a great t- uh, bandmate and everything else. But I was playing my third best instrument in Ah, Nirvana. Wow. This podcast is sponsored by Jackson Creative, a custom communication agency located in downtown Hickory, North Carolina, specializing in online content creation. To learn more, visit thejacksoncreative.com. Jackson Creative, we tell your story. And he was like, and so I'm, but so I'm not taking anything away from him, but that was his band. This is my band. And I'm playing it to the fullest. And he was like, now go listen to her music. Sure. Love it. And so, I mean, I, I love Girl. I love it when he gives beers to people in the crowd. I love it, you know. He would um, be he one of the, like, if you had a top dude. five list of who you'd want to sit down and, you know, have a drink with, like, he would be yep. on that list easily, right? No doubt about it. Yep. He would be one of the yep. dudes. He's, he's, got a, he's got a studio in California that he invites young bands out to. And to record that doesn't have money to, they don't have money to record. And he's got all these amplifiers and all this equipment. And these kids come in and they, they don't have a, like they're looking for this sound and they can't get it out of what they have. And he's like points them over to this wall and it's got like 50 different amplifiers. And he's like, you could probably find it out of that one. Wow. And like, he's yeah. just changing careers. Yeah. So cool. So cool. Yeah, it is. Oh, uh, well, anyway, that's that rock and roll hall of fame uh, recap. But you know, I was thinking about when we're thinking of hall of fames, you know, what, if you could be an athlete, uh, you know, a performer, a singer, or whatever, what Hall of Fame would you think would be the most prestigious? You know, like, you know, 
and I'm, I'm not going to take your answer because I think I know what it would be. Like some people, when it's sports related, say the Baseball Hall of Fame, fame that's the most important. That means the most. Or would it be the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame to a, a musician? I wouldn't think so. I think the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame is kind of it's kind of sucks. Um, or you know maybe it's the if you were the one that ate the hottest wings, you know, in Texas, you get up on that board and get a free shirt. The top one hundred hot wing eaters. You know what is the number one Hall of Fame for you, Hank? What would you well, you're consider gonna, to be? You're going to think I'm a homer, but. I think the baseball hall of fame would be the hardest out of all the sports. I'd want to be a sports hall of fame guy. I wouldn't, you know, I think musicians, I, I think the rock and roll hall of fame and all those, those organizations are more about them than they yeah. are the musicians. Sure. You know, it, I, I don't think the musicians even care about getting inducted into that as much, but I feel like out of the sports hall of fames, I feel like baseball would be the hardest to get into because of the amount of numbers and, and, you know, it's it's difficult to get to the majors. I mean, you know, you're one of the smallest percentages of, minor, you know, minor leaguers that make it through there to, you know, to actually get in the major leagues and to have a career, you know, is incredible. And to have a career that's good enough to get in there, right. even more incredible. So I would say that baseball would be the toughest and the, the one that I would think yeah. I would want to be in. Mine would probably be, you know, like maybe the football Hall of Fame because I, I just like the sport of football. Um, but you know, I don't know if you heard this, you know, this happened a couple of days ago, but you know, we were nominated for the, uh, podcast hall of fame, Hank. And so, you know, there were many, many, many entries and, you know, we made it to the, you know, the final, uh, 953,000 spot, man. We were, you know, we were close, you know, they take the top right 10 there. that we were at 953,000. So we, Hey, we're close, bro. Let's keep doing what we do. And who knows, maybe in about 73 years. We're going to make it to the top of the Podcast Hall of Fame. Do you know where the uh, the city that the Podcast Hall of Fame is? Taylorsville. It's Road Hiss. It's Road Hiss, North Carolina. <laughs> They've got this real awesome shack right on the water there that, you know, you can you pop over there, collect your trophy, and you give a speech, and, you know, and then you go uh, fish for crappy right outside. Crappy. Right, yep. right outside. I, I've heard the, all about the crappy fishing. <laughs> It's right there in Road Hiss. So anyway, let's keep doing what we do, Hank, and maybe one day we'll achieve glory. Um, Hank, I think you had some stuff on your list that you wanted to uh, to hit me with today, and I've got a couple fun things too we can we can talk about. Well, well. you know, you've got your own little uh, your own little uh, things that you like to do your your little uh, areas of expertise. Sure. But, you know, I've got an eleven year old little boy who, when he's got some downtime. He likes to get on the internet and look at some stuff online. Okay. He likes to go to everybody's favorite search engine, which is what do you say? That the search engine that all the kids go to? YouTube. YouTube. Yes. Right? Mm-hmm. They go to YouTube when they have that when they want to see something. And the segment that I would like to bring up after watching my son on this this uh, device would be internet idiots. <laughs> all right. <laughs> internet idiots. So I just wanted to go down and kind of talk about the phenomenon of what people have been doing on the internet to gain attention and then talk about probably how strange they've become. Okay. I think the first one that I wanted to talk about, do you remember a couple of years ago when everybody just started planking yes. everywhere? They would take videos of them laying on a rock, right? laying on a, a car hood, yes. laying on or whatever. And, and you know, the, the, the thing that I was not really interested in and in, in gained value in is 
how much money these people were making with every subscription and every like that they have. So people were actually making more money than I could even imagine by just laying on crap. Right? <laughs> right, right? right? They showed no talent, just staying still and flat. <laughs> All right? Yes. I mean, I was blown away by the planking challenge. All right? So the, the hole gets a little bit deeper. All right? So then I say, what other idiots are out there on the internet? And I ran into this whole host of the Cinnamon Challenge. Have you ever seen this? Have you seen the I've Cinnamon se- Challenge? I'm afraid I've seen this, yes. Have you tried the Cinnamon of Challenge? Of course. I think I would probably die. Has someone died from the Cinnamon Challenge? I'm sure someone's to been close to a death at least. It uh, has to have. And for those that don't know, you take a spoonful of cinnamon and you try to eat it. Your mouth immediately turns into a just a dust pile right right that you cannot swallow i watched probably 40 videos <laughs> of people going to near death aspirating cinnamon into their lungs probably having infections and living in a hotel for a month i mean living in a hospital for a month i cannot believe people are continuing to ask themselves to do this can you okay? imagine on Number- your gravestone how did he die mom it was cinnamon poisoning <laughs> oh my gosh go ahead La- last words it's <coughs> <laughs> good, good so the last one i want to talk about that i think really baffles me is have you ever heard of smmr have you ever heard of this phenomenon asmr right asmr, ASMR. Yes. Sorry. Yes. Yes. ASMR. oh yes i've have heard you? of it hank so i watched this woman on a microphone, she was eating pickles and honeycomb and fruit. And it was the oddest environment I think I've ever seen anything happen in. And then she starts to whisper yes. about these things she's eating, right? Yes, she does. I looked, yes, yes. I looked at how many subscriptions she had, subscribers she had. Yeah. She had over 20 million subscribers. Unbelievable. 20 million people are watching this woman. Let me rephrase it. Hearing this woman eat Mm. and are subscribing to her channel. I bet you she makes hundreds of thousands of dollars doing this stupid stuff. And that's why she's on the top list of the internet idiots. Oh, yes. So, so. Are you paying money to listen to somebody chew into a pickle? I know you. That's the only thing you eat. That and baby okra. <laughs> right, Wait, right. Is this what you're? Is this what you're subscribing to on the internet? No, no, not at all. I'm familiar with the AMSR, whatever it's called, because my daughters were. In, I mean, you know, we're actually you're three years late to the game too. Man. This has been going on for like no wonder she has 20 million subscribers because this happened. Yeah, about three years ago, people. You know, this is what ice cream sounds like when I lick it. You know, that's what it is. What? Who cares? I don't care. But obviously 20, 20, million, 20 million people do. Yes. The other one, that to add to your uh, internet scaries, this one dude, he's like 14 years old. All he does is he orders something from Amazon. It might be a toy. It might be a, a book bag. It's whatever. He has like 25 million subscribers. He opens the package and shows people. He just takes it out of the package, pulls it out of the box pulls it out of the plastic wrap and places it down and he has 25 million subscribers to watch him take things out of a box hank take things out of a box i want to say 
that he made in 2020, if I'm not mistaken, it was like $500,000 because he can take things out of a box and the packaging. And people would really get excited if there was like bubble wrap in there. And so he peels the bubble wrap and it makes a sound. And, you know, it all, I mean, what in the hell is wrong with this world? I should be Jay, worth Jay. $50 million. Come Jay, on. I was just getting ready to say, I was just getting ready to say, you remember how you're worried about you had to be back on Monday morning? You don't have to be back if you know how to open a box and show what you open to Amazon, apparently. Exactly. This this is weird, Hank. You know, it is a weird. I was thinking, because if Harris, you know, enjoys being on YouTube and my daughters do too, and Lucy Rose, she'll like make pretend shows up and stuff. It's really awesome. Maybe we should push them in this direction and say, look, be really weird and just try to get, you know, just as many subscribers as you can and let's get paid. Let's make that money, honey. What you think? I, I think that if you've watched any of these videos, you see these 20 year old people living in their parents' basement yeah. in front of a light eating honeycomb <laughs> and then having to explain to their accountant dad how this is going to pay their bills. So I would, I, I would rather not, I, I, I support Harris if he's going to be out there eating cactus or whatever <laughs> he's going to be doing, yes. but I would not have it in my home. So I, yeah, listen, I'm going to the other track than you're going. He can do whatever he wants. It's just not, I, I'm not, I'm not going to supply the venue for this kind of activity. Even if he said, Hey daddy, you know, one of these uh, advertisers said they would give me $10,000 if I open a uh, box of cereal and, and I pour it into my mouth without milk, just pour it into my milk, mouth, and I try a bunch of different cereals and I get $10,000 a pop. Daddy, what do you think about that? What would you say? Well, I'm not, you know, I'm not an idiot. Come on, Chad. I'm not going to be <laughs> completely unreasonable. I'm a businessman, of for course. goodness sakes. Absolutely. But, hey. If he puts together a business plan, now we can talk a little bit more. So, you know, let's have let's have a little bit of a business plan. We're going to have to have a mission yes. and um, kind of, you know, look at the the SWAT, look at you know what our strengths will be. But um, no, I listen. These 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 trends have created these kids to think that this is the occupation and the direction they want to go. And I'm sure there's a lot of kids that are going to be out there. But when I look deep at the internet, it's only idiots that I see out there. Lots of idiots. Yes. Lots of idiots. Yeah. So that just, just a couple of them. We'll revisit them on next shows, but I just wanted to make sure that people are out there and I'm, like you said, I'm late to the party. So maybe I have to uh, figure out what the new ones are. Yeah. And if you figure it out, let me know, because you know, I'm willing to sell my soul to the devil for, you know, a couple of advertisers giving me a million dollars a piece or something for me. You mm -hmm. know, if I need to, you know, fall out of a chair and, and make it look real funny on the internet or, you know, whatever I've got to do, I'm willing to sell my soul, Hank. This printing career of mine, you know, it's okay, but I'm willing to give it up for, you know, becoming a YouTube sensation. I think that's what God okay. put me on this earth to be, is a YouTube sensation. Just need to find my niche. I wouldn't, I, need to find my I wouldn't niche. question why God put you here. I wouldn't, I wouldn't go much further. You're doing more with less, I got to tell you. <laughs> I've seen what you got going on. Good stuff. You're doing more with less. Good stuff, Hank. And now let's move into your, where, you, where God put you on this earth to do, Hank. You know it. I know it. He put you on this earth to eat, which leads us right into our segment of everyone's favorite taste buddies. Come on down the road with me and let's taste some food and some snacks and other little things. Taste 
buddies, taste buddies. All right, Hank, here we go. So a poll. I love it how the song changes every time. <laughs> of course it does. Of course it does. So we uh, a poll came out. You know, Girl Scout cookies just had these big sales. They they've sold out. Every every cookie flavor is gone. But there are five Girl Scout cookies that stand above the rest of all Girl Scout flavors. And they did a poll, and now I have the top five. First of all, before I ask you what you think the top five are, Hank, what is because I know you eat a lot of Girl Scout cookies. Give me your number one Girl Scout cookie. What do you like the best, Hank? Uh, the peanut butter sandwiches I like. Those are pretty good. Yes. I like those. Do you know that the peanut those butter sandwiches good. actually have a name? It's a brand name. They're called the Dosey Dose. I found that out today. Never realized that. I just thought they were called Peter Peanut Butter Sandwiches, right? Yeah. Yeah. Dosey That's Dose. what I'm going to call them. Well, my favorite yep. has always been the uh, Samoas. You know, those caramel delights. I've always just been very fond yep. of those. But here are the America's top five. Coming in at number five. It's the shortbread cookie, you know, pretty easy, pretty mm. simple. Um, people seem to gravitate to the shortbread. Four, what you love, the dosey dos, the peanut butter sandwiches, comes in the fourth spot. Rolling into number three, brand name Tagalong, I know as peanut butter patty. Remember, those are the chocolate like covered those. ones. Pretty like awesome. Those. Pretty fantastic. Pretty fantastic. Number two, my favorite, the Samoa, the caramel delight. And number one, by a huge margin, Hank, it's not even close. They make nope. seven times more of this cookie than they do of all the other cookies combined. Now, listen to what I say. Seven times more of this cookie than they make of all the other cookies combined. It's the one that people put in the freezer. It's the one that some people will they'll keep just a year round. It's the simple Thin Mint. The Thin Mint mm -hmm. is the number one Girl Scout cookie in all of the land, surpassing the others by sevenfold. So anyway, there you go, bud. Your Girl Scout cookie top five. I don't think I could fight you on those. Those are all good picks, but I forgot about the peanut butter patty. That 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 may be my favorite over the sandwich because it's a low-budget Reese's cup is what it is. What it is, absolutely. So instead of getting just yep. two Reese's cups, you get a pack of that. You got like... You got about 40 Reese's Cups right there, man, right there for your liking. Is there one particular cookie that you hate that you think is the worst out of all the ones you've tried? And I did read that there are 28 different variety of Girl Scout cookies, which I would have never known. But is there one that you just like, this just doesn't do it for me? Yeah, I don't know all the other ones. Those five are probably the the five that I recognize the most. Um, but the shortbreads, I could probably – I, I mean, they're fine, but they remind me of an old person putting something beside a cup of tea. Yeah. And so, you know, if yeah. there was no other cookie, I'd have that cookie. But out of those top five, I can do without those. Gotcha. Understood. Understood. Um, How about you? There's this one that I tried before. It was this lemony cookie. I don't know what it's called. I'm sure it's not called the lemony cookie, but it just wasn't my favorite. So I would probably get that off the list of Girl Scout cookies to purchase. But, you know, all in all, Girl Scout cookies, pretty solid. Pretty solid. You normally yeah. don't go wrong with the Girl Scout cookie. Yes, sir. Yeah. I got one more thing to, to ask you about, Hank, and so I just want your opinion on something. So the uh, Major League Baseball world announced today that Oakland is wanting to move potentially their franchise. They're asking the 
citizens of Oakland to come up with $400 million so they can build a new stadium, right? And so the Oak, the people of Oakland are like, look, we are not giving you any more tax money. These billionaires who own the franchise, they need to come off the hip. They need to build the, the uh, new stadium or whatever we need to, you know, for our, for our franchise, which, you know, I really feel like a lot of citizens of the United States as we move forward are going to feel this way too. And forget us coming off the hip. Y'all got lots of money. Y'all do it. Anyway, so they announced five locations that that major league team could come within the next two years. Here, here, are the, here are the spots. Las Vegas, who, you know, they have an NFL team now and they have a hockey team. Vancouver, Portland, Montreal coming back in the mix. You know, they lost their franchise trying to get it back. Nashville. And the, the favorite is Charlotte. They're saying Charlotte might get a major league franchise. Can you see Charlotte? We just got soccer in Charlotte. Can you see Charlotte supporting a major league franchise with everything else they've got going on? For sure. Yeah. For sure. When Don Beaver brought the Knights to Charlotte, his goal was to bring a major league baseball team to there and they just wouldn't do it. They they wouldn't do it. So that's when he, you know, put the Knights stadium there and there is enough baseball interest in the South. There's enough baseball interest anywhere. Right. But there is enough baseball interest in the Southeast that you will convert Braves fans into Carolina whatever mm-hmm. fans. You'll mm-hmm. take you'll take Oriole fans and you'll make them Carolina whatever fans. So yes, I do believe they will. But what you also know is they don't always look at fan base; they look at dollars. And Al Davis did a great job of getting all this money in taxpayer money to move to Vegas. And I'm sure Vegas wants to bring a team there and would be willing to do more because, you know, like you said, we've got a soccer team, we've got an NFL team. You know, I'm sure they'll do whatever they can to bring a, a Major League Baseball team here. But um, I, I, those other towns are going to be competitive. So I don't know. You know, and like what the city of Oakland is saying, man, these billionaires are not doing anything right. to get these stadiums built. Right. And that's crap because it ends up being. They get tax breaks, which ends up being the the citizen ends up paying for it anyway. Right. So, uh, you know, I think that the the billionaire should be able to should be forced to put some of their own scratch in the game. Yeah, no doubt. Well, we'll see what happens. It would be cool for Charlotte to get a franchise. I think Nashville probably is big enough now to deserve one too. So, anyways, um, Nashville would be cool. Nashville would be really really awesome. So let's let's see how that all pans out. Um, well, buddy, what you got going on this weekend? I know last weekend we had Mother's Day. I'm sure it was a y'all a big success over your your place. Anything special happened last weekend for Mother's Day? Uh, no, we um, woke up, made Reagan uh, breakfast, and she kind of lazily hung around the house for a little bit. And uh, then we um, what did we do? We just did whatever she wanted to do. I think we just ran a couple errands. We um, I think we hit some tennis. Then we had my mom come to my house and we grilled uh, out for them. And we hung out with her mom the day before on Saturday. So we had a real quiet day. We didn't kind of go very far. How about you? Yeah, we did the same thing. We celebrated Mother's Day with my mom on Saturday here in Hickory and then went to High Point on Sunday. It was the first time my wife has seen her mom, not seen her, but been able to touch her and hug her in over a year since COVID started. So it was a pretty emotional time to see them together because they have not been together in so long, which was great. 
I got to see my father-in-law, help him with the grill. It was fun and my cousins and all that good stuff. So it was a, a really, really, it was a good family event because we had not been under the same roof with the, my High Point family in over a year. So yeah, it was pretty awesome. The weekend before, if you remember, my Olivia was turning 16. So mm-hmm. we went to Asheville for a soccer tournament, stayed in Asheville for her birthday and we toured around, went to try to get to a couple museums. We walked up and down. We ate ice cream, went to White Duck Taco. We did all kinds of real cool stuff. But the one thing I did notice, Hank, and I don't know if you've been to Asheville in a while, but there is a big homeless problem up there. Have you been there in a bit? Yeah, it's bad. Holy cow. Everywhere we would go, there was a homeless, not everywhere, but you know, many of the sidewalks we'd go, there would be people sitting, you know, homeless people sitting on the ground, laying on the ground. It Anyway, it was just kind of off. I wasn't expecting that. Last time I was in Asheville, I didn't see so many homeless, but there were a lot of homeless people. And so my daughters just are so much better than me. They said, Daddy, can you give me some money? I want to give it to these guys. And so I, they just ended up you know, helping these homeless guys out with a dollar here, a dollar there. And uh, anyway, it was wild. It was, it was weird just to see that many people struggling, you know, in that city, you know, people, most people at bars getting there having a big, big time and you walk out of the bar and boom, you see people on the other end of the spectrum. So anyway, just a a weird sight, but we had a good, good weekend in Asheville for sure. How about this weekend? What are the big plans for this weekend? Well, we got that tournament in Wilmington. So we're supposedly heading out Friday afternoon. We got soccer Saturday morning at eight a.m. until all day and then our, our last game will be Saturday or Sunday at 1. So think about this. We play Sunday at 1. Game is at 2.30. Pack everything up. Then we got a five-hour ride back home. Probably get back to Hickory. Shoot, I don't know. 9 o'clock and then the EOGs start, Hank. The EOGs start Monday. So anyway, it's going to be a busy, busy time over here at the East Household getting everything ready to go for end of grade testing. But We'll get through it. Summer's not too far away, buddy. Nope. That's exactly right. What y'all got this weekend? Exactly right. Um, We are having tryouts for our new baseball team next year. So my team, my team that Harris plays on right now is a 12U team. And we have four kids that are 11. And so when kids move to 13, they go to the big field. They go to 90 foot bases, 60 foot mound. And um, if you're, don't have to move. You shouldn't move. It's just, you know, a disadvantage if you're, you know, if you're not 13. And so half of our team is having to move up to that big field, but I've got four kids that aren't. So I'm going to have trials for a new team okay. of all what are now 11 year olds. And we're going to play for a year as 12 U um, next year. So kind of keeping them from going to that big field. So we have that on Saturday morning and then Saturday afternoon, Harris's soccer team's playing in Greensboro and so we're going to Greensboro to play at three thirty, and we're going to spend the night there because he plays at eight a.m. Yeah. on Sunday morning. Yeah. So we're going to just uh, we're going to stay there and um, and watch uh, watch him play. But awesome. it's our last weekend of soccer too. So you know, too. after this, we got a little bit of a little bit of a little bit more time on our hands. Sure. And the Crawl Dads came back to town yesterday. Did you go for the grand opening? I of, did. Or the uh, first day kickoff for the Crawl Dads? I did. Tell me how it I was. I did. I always. I was great. We um we always our firm always goes to the first game, and so oh yeah, that's right. You get the skybox. I forgot the the skybox for Caldwell Banker. <laughs> yeah, I forgot about that. 
Big time. Um, and so we went there and watched the game, and they were they uh, were getting beat early, came back and took the lead, and then in the second to last inning, uh, the Winston-Salem dash came back and um, uh, went up by one and were able to hold them off. A lot of home runs, exciting game, Fun. but um, – Nice to have them back in town, but sure. would have loved to have seen them win on opening day. How was the crowd? Good crowd? Sparse? How it we was. No, 35%. They could okay. bring in 35% and they sold out. So Good. I think they had I think they had 1,300 people that were able to have seated tickets and then 500 people that were in like could gather in different areas. Yeah. And uh, so they had like 1,800 people in, in the stadium. But uh, they said that June 1st is when they go to um, – Full capacity. Yeah. 3,500, or I'm sorry, 35% capacity and only one skybox. And that skybox belongs to Mr. Hank Eimer and Caldwell. There's Hank. more. There Number is more. One, only one skybox allowed for the opening day festivities. Man, congratulations, man. You've really made I gotta it. i got to tell you, you're, you you're really, really unbelievable. You have really Maybe made you should it. be a better employer and invite your people <laughs> to a game one day. Oh, maybe so. Maybe so. They maybe to, so. They need to produce maybe more you printing. Let them off. They need to produce more printing before we get the skybox. You understand? Produce. Unbelievable. Produce. Well, produce. my friends, that is going to wrap up episode six or fifty-nine of the Big Fan. Again, this one goes out to a a special a special guy in all our lives who has been a listener from day one, and he's also our biggest critic. But we love him dearly. We didn't get to talk about this gentleman's party a couple weeks ago, but this one goes out to CJ Hines. CJ, keep complaining about the podcast. It just makes us stronger. It just makes us stronger. Any words you want to say about our our our, our special guy today, Hank? I'm glad he's leaving town. I got to <laughs> tell you, we. There, I, I spend more time with this gentleman than than most people do with their friends. And each time that I get to spend time with him, I feel dumber walking away from that conversation than I was before it all happened. So um, I will tell you tonight, he is playing um, in a doubles match oh. at Lake Hickory Country Club at 630, which hopefully it does not continue to rain. And I am going there to hopefully watch them lose. I, That's what kind of friend he is. Would you mind if I join you and cheer for the other team? Could this be possible? It is possible because on Monday, half of our team played, and Mr. Thompson got a victory in singles, which he's it's been eluding him. Yes. And then I won with uh, Mr. Lovern. And so we only need one more match mm. to win this week. Yes. And it is up to them. And there is nothing that I would like more than to watch CJ and Mark Hewrich <laughs> go down and not be able to win. So come with me, brother. Uh, 630. I will be there, sir. As long as the rain lets up, I shall see you there. And let's go, City of Hickory, YMCA team, whoever you're playing, let's go, let's go, let's go. Get it done. I might call them to see if I can help with their lineup. Perfect. To make sure I know who to, who, who to put out there to help against the weaknesses of Hines and Hewrich. <laughs> I love it. That's going to be a lot of fun. Well, guys, thank you guys for listening to The Big Fan. Uh, we greatly appreciate it. Don't forget to check out the other podcasts on our network, TheMesh.tv. Um, awesome stuff there, guys. Awesome stuff. And, Hank, I look forward to seeing you tonight. And uh, we'll see everybody else in two weeks. Peace. There's something here.
You've been listening to The Mesh, an online media network of shows and programs ranging from business to arts, sports to entertainment, music to community. All programs are available on the website as well as through iTunes and YouTube. Check us out online at themesh.tv. Discover other network shows and give us feedback on what you just heard.